Keep Shooting Podcast, episode 16. Um, you know, I said that from this point on, I would do all podcasts with video, but I have this brand new microphone and I got a lot to say. And so when the mood strikes, you, you just got to go with it, man. You just got to go with it. And, you know, I, I've been wanting to talk about what I what I'm going to talk about more and more. Just to let you know. So right now it's it's 10:16 p.m. on a Saturday night. So if you ever doubted how cool I was, um keep keep doubting, right? So you know, I've now I've now gotten to I've now gotten to work with a lot of people, man. Both at a, a really high level as well as, you know, kids kind of just beginning or, or starting out or, or even, even adults for that matter, who, who have never really learned shooting and they want to, right. They want to learn it. They want to understand the nuances of it and, and get better at it. But I was always looking for the most common thing in terms of, uh, the physical side of what, what was going on with their shots. And in doing that, the most common thing I would see was the uh, it was the inability to create efficient energy, right? So, you know, it, it's one of those things that if, if you don't really understand how things have to move, you're going to struggle shooting the basketball. And I still think in terms of the physical side, that's 100% correct, right? I see it every single time and uh, almost within like a week's time, if you have somebody that's truly committed to taking on um, the tasks involved and understanding on how things have to move and and really starting to 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 buy into the idea that you know you, you we make shots before we shoot them and how we prepare and, and all that kind of stuff right so um, I guess you could say Rob Fodor was onto something when when his first of his uh, his three keys of were, were were preparation connection sequence but what I've been finding more and more, is that yeah the physical side is huge right it's it, it's 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 a really big thing but i will come across players that put in an extreme amount of time a crazy crazy amount of time on the floor work their butts off on the floor will listen to everything that you say and yet come game time it's like everything goes out the window. Now, I guess sometimes you can contribute it to, well, maybe you didn't get enough game reps in. Or practice isn't always going to simulate a game. So, you know, maybe it's going to be, it's going to take some time to adapt. True. Right. One, 100%. And that's, I, I can't argue with that. That's definitely the case at times. But it gets to a point where, you have to look a little bit beyond that. And through continuing to read different things and, and I'm so I'm so deep in stuff on the subconscious mind, I started to understand that the number one thing that holds people back in terms of really being able to accomplish what it is they want to accomplish shooting the basketball isn't on the physical side, man. Because any anytime I address a group, right? Any any group. So I was like I was just in Utah and I told all of those kids that I was in front of, I said, look, 
And I said this over and over again. It doesn't matter how tall you are, fast you are, strong you are, boy, girl. I, I don't care. You possess the ability physically to shoot the basketball. Now, it, obviously, it's going to take time to, to get to a point where things finally reach that level of you know unconscious competence. But it's in there, man. It's in there. You know what I mean? There's, there's, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to look at somebody doing it at the highest level and think, oh, man, I, can't, I could do that too. And the, the keep shooting subscription that I, that I do is, is so interesting because it gives me such a high volume of people to work with that it gives me perspectives that I, I probably would have arrived at at some point in time, but it's almost like I'm in the pressure cooker and I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I sometimes have to figure out things even sooner than later. And this is where me branching out and doing things way outside of basketball in terms of under, you know, continuing to study the mind and all that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not like qualified to, to give help or something like that. But I can say things that have worked for me or things that I've gone through. And if you take away how I've talked about the one thing in terms of being able to create energy is the most important, I, I need to move that maybe to 1B with 1A being our very own limiting beliefs are what hold us back from being phenomenal shooters. And, you know, it's it's one of those things, and, I, and, I, and I'll think about it back to when I was a kid, and I remember as, you know, grade school, high school, man, you, you could not tell me it, you could tell me. You could be like, Mike, you're not that good of a shooter or, or you're not that great. And in my mind, I always saw myself as being an elite, elite shooter. Now, granted, I put in an, a, a ton of time. Like I was I was a, a total gym rat. Parents, you know, mom would drop me off in the morning, pick me up when the sun went down, that kind of stuff. You know, but it, it, while I was in the gym getting up tons of shots, when I think back on it, man, my my the way I was thinking at that time more so relates to how I think now. And then it's like I kind of took a break from it from like age 20 to maybe like 20 to 28, 29. I kind of like disappeared for a little bit when it came to that stuff and started taking on beliefs of other people and thinking that um you know, other other people's assumptions of of what is what is true has to be, but I I say the limiting belief thing because I, I've now talked to so many players, trainers, coaches, and no matter how much work they put in, I will inevitably get some type of message that will come back saying, "Ah, oh, man, it's just not working." Man, I went out today and I'm just having a bad day. How do I get over that? I, man. You know, I was shooting really well and then I got to practice and or I was shooting really well and then I got to the game and the same thing happened, man. Every time I get in a game, I just start missing shots. And I remember I I have a um a guy that I consider like like a little brother to me. His name's Desi Washington. He's a professional professional player, but he played in my high school. And I remember Desi coming to me before and saying, Hey man, I'm in the shooting slump. What do I do? And I remember I didn't know what to say. So I, I think I, I came up with some generic answer like 
you know, return to the stuff that got you there in the first place with your reps and all this kind of stuff. But it's it, but it looking back on it, that was that was such a such a lazy answer. The truth of the matter is, anytime that we come and say out loud what it is that we know we're struggling with in terms of shooting the basketball, really anything in general. But if, if we if every time we 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 have it happen and then as soon as it happens, we're like, oh, I knew that was gonna happen. Of course you did. Because you've already planted in your subconscious mind that when those lights come on, you don't do well. And you're looking for answers to it, not understanding that you have the answer already. You 100% are in control of those results. You put in the time. You've already covered the physical. But you now have to start putting in the time on the mental side. Now, I'm not saying you have to like go into some crazy meditation retreat or anything like that. But you have to understand that the mind is just so damn powerful that if you can start to flip the script in terms of you having a bad game and automatically going to, man, I knew that was going to happen. And you more so look at it in terms of, well, that's not going to happen again. And that's not going to happen because I can see myself succeeding in these situations. I can see it. I can feel it. I can hear it. And this is where things to me become so awesome. Because I I remember reading things in the past about how the, the mind can't really differentiate differentiate between what it, what is actually real in the physical world and what's going on in your mind. So that idea of like mental reps is huge. And when you have somebody that's struggling in games, it becomes even more important that they start to understand that, listen, every time you step on on the court, Your mind's already signaling to you, hey, I've been here before. I know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. So let's let's buckle up for it, man. Let's get ready to go out here, struggle, and then talk about it because to let everybody know that we care about it. When in reality, if we could start to take some time to ourselves and start putting ourselves in the game before the game happens... And seeing ourselves succeeding, seeing ourselves shooting, shooting the the perfect shot, every shot, shot that just feels so good coming off the hand, picturing, envisioning teammates patting us on the back, coaches saying, hey, man, I knew you had it. All that kind of stuff becomes so important. Because if you can see it, you can start to hold that vision in your mind. You're going to you're going to be able to start to bring that forth you know, in the actual physical world. And I know that seems like an abstract type thing. And I kind of talked about it in one of my previous podcasts in terms of the, the it is done philosophy. But if you're truly able to hold on to what is to come in the future as your vision and thinking thinking about it like it's in an, it's an inevitability, you're going to start taking steps towards that, right? You're going to start to act like that person that has already achieved that goal or hit that shot, et cetera. And I remember as a kid, man, I remember hearing stuff like this or even reading stuff and thinking that it was just so bogus. I just used the word bogus. So 
If you want to turn this off now, you're free to. But man, if you start to really study super successful people and people that have brought forth success for a lot of other people, or like other people, they'll always come back to this stuff. My favorite book, Think and Grow Rich, goes into this big time. Uh, you, you listen to anything Bob Proctor has done. I always talk about the book, The Power of the Subconscious Mind, and now I'm, I'm knee deep into all Neville Goddard stuff. But you start to realize that our mind can be <laughs> our biggest asset or it can be what destroys us at the end of the day, right? And my goal is is always going to be, you know, help mold and create um, absolutely incredible knockdown lights out shooters, but I don't think I can do that without addressing the mental side of it. And so if you're, if you've been within, if you've been in my subscription for a while, you've probably noticed this shift towards, yeah, we're going to obviously do the drills and, and all that kind of stuff. Like that's going to be big. But I'm picking up more and more on the negative self-talk and and the kind of self-sabotage that so many, that so many people just without knowing it, um, put on themselves. And you know, I was reading this this book. Um, there's a podcast. Well, there's a podcast. Before I get there, there's a podcast called Insights and Perspectives by Joseph Rodriguez, and it's absolutely incredible. It's a it's a mind blowing podcast. I mean, it's one of those things that every time I, I'm signed up for their alerts and every time that I get an email saying there's a, there's a podcast, I, I literally, I get like goosebumps about it because I know that I'm going to, going to be able to pull something from it. That's going to have a huge impact on my life. Um, but it's one of those, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, he he really dives into to this to this mental side. And he he was talking about I lost train of thought. He was tra- he was talking about a book. It's called the the 7-day mental diet by Emmett Fox. And I don't know why I was so drawn to it. I think that just the idea that first of all the the title is super catchy, right? The 7-day mental diet it's one of those things. It's like, oh yeah, I could do seven days, right? And he, this, this, the the author Emma Fox starts t- talking about how we're so quick to do things on the physical side, knowing what food or, and exercise will do to our body, but yet when we start to talk about the mental exercises and and things in that regard, it's it's kind of, I don't want to say frowned upon, but it's kind of like, eh, you know. But the physical side is more important. But the, the physical side is oftentimes more important just because it's what we can see, right? Like it's very easy to measure. But in this book, The Seven Day Mental Diet, he starts to go into his his theory on on, on trying to rid yourself of this, this kind of like self-sabotage in a way, or these negative, you know, these negative thoughts that we, we bring upon ourselves. And obviously this this will tie back into basketball, but the idea of it is to to kind of hold this end vision goal, whatever it is of yours, 
in your mind. And anytime you find yourself or some type of negative or disempowering thought coming up into your mind to almost turn to that other end goal or vision of, of who you want to be or what you want to be accomplished and now set your focus on that. And it's a really interesting concept. And if you do it, it makes a ton of sense and you'll catch yourself doing it. And then you'll, you'll start to catch yourself on like, dang, how, how often do I do this? How often do I have these thoughts that are really bringing no positivity or, or, or light into what I'm doing? And I started to think about it on the basketball side. And this is where I've started to create this, this new program that I've been working on. So I created this one program. It was like a ground up revamp program that, that I think is really cool in terms of understanding the physical, the physical parts of everything and, and, and how we start from the ground floor of understanding energy and all that kind of stuff. But then reading that book a bunch of times, the seven day mental diet. I was like, man, I need to do something like that. I need to bring forth something like that because I think if I could take those kind of ideas and mix them with the basketball side of things, we're now starting to tap into starting to tap into some things that don't really exist, right? Like I've had coaches call me and say, Mike, what book would you recommend for this player that's in his head? Da da da. I'm talking like big time coaches, man. And I never have really good books. Like I have some stuff that I've read in the past that has worked, but at the same time, it's not something that I'm always willing to pick up myself and read. Like it's not, it's not something that always is, you know, gets me going. And so why not start to implement and kind of like intertwine the two, the mental and the physical side, the one thing of leverage and the one thing on the mental side, which is this, which is basically from just a basketball perspective, kind of visualizing, hey, this is how I want my shot to look. This is how I want my shot to feel. And being able to hold that thought or image in your mind. And every time that you're on the floor and you start to do things, maybe you start to fall into old habits and things that you've done in the past and you automatic, you start to go to those thoughts of, dang, I can't shoot recognizing that you're doing that and then going right back to the vision that we've been working on every single day. And I just think that can be so, so powerful, man. I think it can be so powerful. It's going to be something like the seven day jump shot diet, right? So we, we're going to, we're going to go, I'm going to find a better name, but we're going to, we're going to go into, um, you know, the energy side of things in terms of understanding how things have to move ball before body connection, less direction changes, all that kind of stuff. Understanding how preparation is so important. We make shots before we shoot them, just how we prepare. Limit the variables that we that we can that are within our control because the more we eliminate the variables that are always within our control, the, the more easily it's going to be re to repeat shots. And we can do all that stuff on the physical side. But if we're not tuned in to the mental side of things, just as if not more than that, we're always going to be fighting those limiting beliefs that we had in the onset or at the onset. And I say all this because the majority of people that come to me aren't people that are already knocked down shooters. There's some, the majority of people that come to me are people that are struggling in some regard to shoot the basketball and they're searching for the why behind it. 
And the why isn't just elbow in. (laughs) The why is, oh, you don't think that you actually possess that ability. I said to a kid the other day, we were talking, and he was like, man, every time I go and step out of range, my form breaks down, and and I've been doing this for so long, and I don't think I can do it. And I said to him, I was like, do you watch Steph Curry shoot? He said, yeah. I said, well, he shoots up pretty effortlessly out there, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I said, so what's really that different between you two? He's proving that another human being can do it. He's proving that it's possible. Why is it not possible for you? And that's where we kind of have to take this approach. Like, I'm not saying you're going to be Steph Curry, but you're going to be you. You could be better than Steph Curry. It's inevitable that somebody's going to come along that's better than, than that. This is like a quick detour, but it's always, it's, I had a thought the other day because so many of us are always comparing the right way to do something by going to an NBA player. And I've kind of talked about this before, but we go to an NBA player and we're like, well, that NBA player is doing it and he's the best at what he does. So that's the way you have to do it. But at one point in time, I would say that Ray Allen was the best at what he did. Right. Like he was he was probably like the gold standard of of shooting jump shots. But if you would if you were to look now, you would probably say Steph's now the gold standard because we've never seen anything like it. So now everybody's saying, well, no, Steph's the way you have to do it. And it's almost like a a lack of foresight on the half on the behalf of teachers, because. How how much are we prisoners of the moment in terms of thinking that? Just because you're seeing something at the high level, at the highest level, doesn't necessarily mean it's the most efficient way to do something. It's just you're watching somebody who's figured out a way to make it super efficient for them. Somebody's going to come along better than Steph Curry. Somebody's going to come along that is the best shooter you've ever seen in your life. And then people are going to say, well, this is the way you have to shoot. Everything I do, and I don't mean this to come across in a, in a, in like a, like an arrogant way. Everything I do, is more so to help create what has not yet been seen, right? Like, like I, I see that where this is all going in terms of me teaching and, and, and the, the, the relationships that I'm building and all that kind of stuff is going to help create or spark something we haven't seen before. Because I feel like even with how great players are now and things that they do i think there's always another level and i feel like that's in my mind that's what i'm always seeing right and i just think it's a i think it's an interesting an interesting route to go because i i think that the like i said like the mental side of all of this is going to just play just turn out to be so huge it's going to just it's going to be so valuable and i and i hope that eventually it's something that's taught just like the ins and outs of a jump shot, the mental component is something that goes hand in hand with it because I've already seen how amazing that can be in my personal life. And there's no reason that it can't be translated into, into whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to get that out. I had been thinking about it. I didn't know how I was going to say it. I don't know if this podcast is really even flowing in any type of way at this point. Um, but hopefully it made enough sense that 
as you start to see more of the things that I'm going to do, and especially the people that I work with on a daily basis, they'll see me implement it more and more. But I hope it kind of starts to come together. And I want people to be open about, yeah, man, like I do struggle there, right? Like that is something that I do. I, I think that the, there's no harm in you recognizing, yeah, man, I do I do have a lot of limiting beliefs in terms of what I'm able to accomplish shooting the basketball. So, man, um, yeah, I wish I had video for this one. And maybe this will be my motivation to go get some type of camera. So when I feel when I feel the need, um, I can set it up and I can I can let that bad boy roll. But I appreciate all of the feedback that you guys give me, both on the YouTube videos, um, the the text messages. It means a lot, man. I love it. I love doing this kind of stuff. I love just kind of just kind of spitballing spitballing it. <laughs> Doof, I use doofus. Wait, what did I use? Doof? That not, I'm I'm talking. I'm like I listened to too much Crystalia. Um, I used bogus and spitballing in the same po- podcast, and it was all about the podcast was all about controlling your subconscious mind. So, um, man, if I if I haven't lost all credibility by now, I don't know, man. I don't know, but um, I'm going to release this on Monday. So, what better day to release it? I hope you guys have a phenomenal, phenomenal week. Um, And yeah, TGIM, man. Thank God it's Monday. Until next time, guys, girls, coaches, trainers, parents, mom. Hopefully, mom, you're listening to this still. Um, We'll do it again. But I appreciate you guys. Hopefully, this mic sounded good, too. You can give me feedback on that. And... uh, I'll keep you all updated on when that that new programming comes out because I don't think there's things like it. And I think that it can be super beneficial for players of all ages and all backgrounds. And whether you're a beginner or a pro, um, we all think very similarly when it comes to what we're able to accomplish based on maybe what people have told us or what we've told ourselves. And um, if I can help spark that change in getting you over that, uh, I'd be more than happy to do so. So keep shooting podcast, signing out. Appreciate you guys again. And uh, until next time, keep shooting.